to the Employee Experience Exchange. I'm Grace Burton, Research Lead at Benefex, the people behind OneHub, the award-winning employee experience platform. This series focuses on all things HR, organisational culture and future of work, and today I'm delighted to have Perry Timms joining us ahead of his talk at the Benefex Summer Forum. Perry is the author of Transformational HR, founder of People and Transformational HR, a TEDx speaker, advisor to the CIPD, fellow of the Royal Society of Arts and all-round HR celebrity. you are really passionate about HR becoming a transformative function. What's the current state of the average HR function as you see it? Um, so uh, you're right, I am very passionate about it, um, aspiring to and becoming that. And, and so um, being as kind as I can to my fellow professionals, it's, it's got a fair way to go before it becomes this kind of transformative power, power powerhouse, I guess, I, I'm sort of hoping it becomes. Um, and But part of that is not its own doing. So I think, you know, HR as a profession has been probably a little bit misunderstood and, and, and underutilized in some ways. Um, but then equally, it perhaps has been slightly misdirected in its own efforts and hasn't been perhaps uh, bullish enough in certain areas, uh, grasp some opportunities and made best of. So, you know, let's not worry about blame. We are where we are. Um, uh, but I think let's say we've got we've got some revving to do. Uh, we've got some distance to travel. Um, but I see signs of um, uh, hope and uh, application, uh, which is partly why I'm sort of comfortable in saying we'll get there and we'll get there fairly quickly. Fantastic. Um, how does an HR function go about transforming? What are the steps one needs to take? Mm. So uh, it was a question I pondered of obviously trying to write a book about it. You want to sort of make it as applicable to the real world as possible and not just some narrative and commentary and, um, you know, just leave it floating around. I wanted to bring it to land. So so I came up with three um, elements, I guess you'd say, that, that will help people become more transformative in HR. So the first one is to take a good hard look at yourself as a professional and start to think, how much do I know and do uh, about things that are transformative and about transforming uh, around me? Um, the environment I'm part of so you know what's my what's my level of ability what's my interest where's my energy at um, how do I relate to others so I suppose we could say it's almost like a, a version of emotional intelligence mixed with some capability um, intellect and skills and then kind of roll together in a little bit of a self-diagnostic that says right if I'm really serious about transforming um, the work I do in HR, I need to transform me. So I need to decouple from bad habits. I need to, you know, move on from, um, you know, strongly held orthodoxies that aren't helping me out anymore. Um, experiment a bit, try new things, find some new friends, get some challenging opinions to, to what I have held very true and, and, and see what I can do to advance them um, and then push on at an individual level. So that's the first one. Um, the second element is uh, a little bit more collective. So, um, you know, if, if I'm an HR professional and I work with um, learning development practitioners, OD practitioners, business partners, reward, recruiters, um, collectively we can come together and I think start thinking about what we would collectively like to transform. So whether that's employer brand, uh, hiring um, methods, uh, onboarding, uh, talent development, whatever it might be, the area within HR that um, perhaps needs some love and attention. 
we come together and, and we try and um, fix it and work on it and transform it and make it something more advanced and impactful. Um, and then the third level is, um, I suppose I call it the sort of systems level, which is really the sort of the whole operating field within HR. Um, and that means we've got to look long and hard at the model that we use, the terminology we put around the things we do, um, and, and, and kind of overhaul them for the kind of digital, agile, and uh, responsive sort of era that now so so start with yourself work with like-minded colleagues and start transforming things on a collective level but then also um, take account of the fact that the model itself that we um, are sort of wrapped around uh, needs a, a little bit of in investigation and uh, adaptation fabulous thank you if we sort of look at other typical business functions mm. how do you see hr match against those are there particular functions that are doing better at being a transformative function than HR or, or is HR ahead of most? So I think what we've seen probably over the last I don't know sort of 10 to 15 years particularly is that is the rise of how powerful digital is so you know technologists have gone from you know providing infrastructure and basic desktop support to outward facing e-commerce systems using artificial intelligence and, and data analytics and so on so if you want the technology um, technologists um, in the workplace have become a little bit more powerful and have advanced their value to the company quite significantly so you know we see it a lot digital transformation is perhaps the hot thing um, uh, then I think when you look at people like marketing and um, perhaps research and development then they've been into human science I suppose you'd say the science of influence and how we buy um, you know what what's the best sort of marketing tactic based on data and footprints um, so they've been pushing quite a progressive um, agenda for a while too um, and then I guess you'd look at customer service and operational um, teams who have had to get right into the heart of what people want as customers and, and as suppliers and partners. Um, so we're probably a little bit behind all those, but I think we've got the opportunity to use the best of what those three disciplines have, um, uh, amalgamate it with our HR practice and our sort of people science and our people management know-how, um, and, and push on to probably become on an equal footing with the digital um, uh, domain. So. You know, you can imagine the CEO's best friends won't just be digital anymore and finance. It could be that it's digital and HR. If we expand on that point about tech and and the yeah the role that I think most IT functions now play in a business, which is crucial. Mm. There's a there's always there's an article every week about you know this trend that HR pros must absolutely learn everything about immediately. For mm. you, what are the ones that people really do need to be watching? Um, yeah, great question. So I think um, we're seeing some seriously rapid developments in, I guess we call it artificial intelligence, but I think a lot of people have started to use the term augmented intelligence, which I prefer actually. Um, so things like machine learning and you know how we can program chatbots and how we can use um, uh, data feeds uh, more intelligently and rapidly that's becoming the real go-to thing. Um, so uh, I, I did a little bit of research for a, um, a bit of consulting work I was doing and found you can quite quickly build um, like an HR responsive query-based chatbot um, uh, that would probably cost you no more than about five, six, seven thousand US dollars to implement. And I thought it'd be a lot more expensive than that and a lot harder to do. I'm, I'm simplifying it a little bit, but that says to me that that barrier to entry 
in that frontier is is wide open for us so um so i think we ought to invest a lot more in in that which is what can we do to harness automation to give us some capacity to then add some value in some of the more complex things like organization design culture and values uh, reward inclusivity and, and diversity and equality stuff so yeah i, I think that's the big that's the big ticket um at the minute um on top of that, I suppose the the other thing I would want to do is harness the um, influence and um, imports, I guess, uh, from people. So that means we probably have to resurrect our agenda to create more socialized technological platforms inside the company that people don't have to you know go through some bureaucratic staff suggestion scheme process but can can be responsive adaptive quick uh, nimble um, in enhancement and improvement and learning together and experimenting together um, and I saw that in um, uh, an energy uh, company client of mine who built their own platform deliberately for that to happen and they reckoned that accelerated their sort of path from idea um, to uh, test to implementation um, by, by something like two thirds. So it was two thirds quicker by having this platform that people got on to post their work, to join in with colleagues and share the learning. So that technology, I think, is already there, already embedded. We just need to enhance uh, how we use it. Great. And you just mentioned there one of the companies you're working with. Are there any yeah. companies who are doing HR particularly well or employer brands that you particularly admire? Um, so in the book I featured River Island and they continue to show up as a progressive minded um, HR team so um, they're now uh, having a very strong push on what they call people experience so they're taking uh, um, uh, customer experience and they're bringing that into almost like an employee environment um, and that seems to be working really well with a uh, workforce of creative people and you know retailers and so on so River Island have often impressed me um, Sky and their, their learning development team are doing some phenomenally interesting stuff using agile as a design methodology for learning <laughs> so yeah so I mean there's a couple of big brands that people would know but um, there's lots and lots of smaller ones that are doing some great stuff so um, uh, there's a digital company called and digital who have got really really open inclusive and entrepreneurial culture um, uh, and they have um, what I could call a very sort of communal HR spirit. Uh, so yeah, there are companies out there that I think are creating some more progressive frames and, and kind of pushing um, towards what I would consider to be a sort of 21st century version of HR. Fabulous. I'm quite curious what your average day looks like. It sounds like you have an incredibly eclectic diary. <laughs> I do <laughs> an average day that's a really interesting one so I'm often up quite early and I'm on a train um, so uh, I live about um, 80 kilometers north of London so it's about an hour journey in St Pancras um, and that's if it's a London day and then it's it's it kind of falls into three categories I'm either on site with a client and I'm working with them and their teams uh, I'm either at an event like today and I'm sort of speaking and then you know maybe networking and I'll meet some people around that it could be an all-day event so I could end up being at an event all day um, or I've then got a random collection of catch-ups and uh, you know meetings with people jumping on podcasts uh, writing blogs that kind of thing so um, I'm rarely in one place for very long um, there's there's a definite variety to what I do I've got a bit more international work now so I have to do a bit more airport time um, and I've got used to sleeping on airplanes so that's pretty cool um, and uh, yeah I'm, I travel a lot and therefore I get a lot of what I can call sort of on the hoof type working um, or, or some lovely immersive client type stuff where I'm with them all day and running an event or you know 
having a, a kind of multiple series of workshops that kind of stuff so yeah very difficult to describe an average day but what I'd say is I pretty much have an exciting day every day which of those do you enjoy the most um good question because I do like variety so I'm tempted to say the days when I've got a mix and match of things but uh, I think I get a buzz now out of uh, a day's immersion with a client so whether it's you know taking over some wall space and redesigning the entire organization's workflow or whether it's an, an event where I'm teaching people how to operate in agile squads I get a buzz out of that because there's a definite sort of difference you make when you walk away from that you think now there's 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 some positives about everything that happened in that people are different they've got more skill they've got a new idea they've got a map so i love that so i think that's my favorite sounds really 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 interesting um do you have any advice to give to an early career hr professional um well uh, so if they're either in the profession or about to come into the profession I think they've made a good choice so I would sort of applaud them on that one I suppose the advice I'd give is to is to understand the sort of heritage of HR but not so deeply that you think that's how it has to be done because I think I love the thought of people who know enough about its heritage and the good rigorous practices we need to hold on to to then fuse them with all the new thinking and different experimental ways of working and being that we're now starting to see so open-mindedness uh, curiosity uh, sort of a discovery and evidence-based approach on what they sort of embark upon um, and I suppose the one key skill um, to really focus on is, is networking. The strength of the network in HR will determine, I think, how successful you can be because you can leverage, you know, sort of 30, 40, 50 people's opinions and ideas and suggestions at literally the drop of a, a tweet or an email or a LinkedIn post. So um, we seem to be quite a generous bunch of pros and we back each other and we don't often uh, fall out and start taking each other on in nasty ways. Way. So it's a, a very participative arena at times. And I think if you're on the right side, doing the right thing, people will kind of swarm to help you out. That's fantastic. Thank you. Um, so you're joining us at the Summer Forum uh, in July at the Summer City House. Yeah. Um, what should we expect from your session, which I believe is called Designing for the Edge? Yeah, so it's a concept I've been exploring for a little while now, and I've started to sort of almost percolate the thoughts into a bit of what I can only describe as an early stage proposition to um, HR pros and people with an interest in getting you know the, the the right conditions for people to flourish in their work uh, so I think what they can expect is some um, maybe provocative uh, things um, some things that are rooted in evidence and based on uh, practice and and theory that have been tested um, some case studies and stories and examples of companies who seem to have a really nice mix of uh, process and energy and uh, application um, and, uh, and an invitation, I guess, for people to perhaps join in with uh, maybe a little bit of a, a, a larger scale experiment in how we can design um, roles and, and workplace systems and, and uh, operating uh, routines into something that, that helps regenerate human energy, not just deplete it. I'd love lots of people to be puzzled as I am about how we, we go to work, we plug in, we discharge our energy in doing our work, we go home, we're worn out, we're not very friendly to our others, we have mental health problems, we're tired, we have to artificially stimulate ourselves. So I'm thinking, let's get work back to being something that people go home with, with some buzz and, and, and vibrancy that they take into the rest of their lives. That's fantastic, can't wait. Well, thank you so much, Perry, for taking the time uh, to join oh, us. And I know we're all really, really looking forward to seeing you at the forum. So thank you very much. Me too. Thank you, Grace. That's great.
again to Perry and to you for listening. If you missed the Benefect Summer Forum where Perry was joined by Andy Swum, Julia Hobsbawm and David D'Souza of the CIPD, along with a whole host of Benefect's experts, then be sure to join us in February for the Winter Forum. Keep an eye on the Benefect's website or on social media. We are at Telebenefects for details on that in due course. So that's nearly it for today. If you have any suggestions for guests for future episodes, please do feel free to get in touch on social media or you can reach us using hello at benefects.co.uk. We'll be back again with another episode and another expert soon, so we'll see you then.